It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, hello there, everybody. I'm just going to give you a quick intro to this episode since it is different than normal. This is a live episode. We recorded this in front of a fantastic studio audience in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That's obviously where we're from. And it's awesome. So you're going to notice a little bit of a different audio in the whole thing, you know, a little bit of reverb. You'll hear some audience. But uh, thanks so much to Logan and everybody at Upload Media Group for recording this, making it sound awesome. I have heard some live shows before where it's just unlistenable stuff. So this is top notch for you. And just in case you don't get a couple of maybe the visual jokes that you're going to hear on this, you can always check this out on YouTube. Uh, That's going to upload probably a little later in the day once this comes out. So please enjoy Air Force One. Yeah, yeah. She's well, on. Hello and welcome to the Confused Breakfast. <laughs> do you remember the pure joy of listening to podcasts by yourself? I do. It's hard to beat the ease of the modern era in streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your house, but there's something truly special about getting off the couch, taking a shower, grabbing your favorite people, and coming down to the Olympic Theater for a live recording of your favorite podcast. Here at the Confused Breakfast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Joining me, as always, two dudes who really need to get off my plane. plane. Sean Pryor and AJ Vance, how the heck are you? We are good, man. What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for coming out. Love you guys so much. Good God. Well, my friends... But seriously, get off my plane. Get off. Honestly. (laughs) My plane. We're going to do that together. Don't worry. Yeah, oh yeah. We'll have have our best. Well, boys, on today's episode, we discuss the fifth highest grossing film worldwide the year it was released, a movie featuring one Oscar winner and four Oscar nominees... A movie with perhaps the greatest on-screen portrayal of all time of a United States president. Yep. A movie with an impressive body count of 48, live from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We're, of course, talking about 1997's Air Force One. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Well, damn. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with the confused breakfast. Sit back, relax. We are recording and this. Enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. Thank you. Well, if you are new to this podcast, we're going to be reviewing Air Force One scene by scene with a That's modern me. eye. But in order to do that properly, we must first discuss it with pure nostalgia. We're going to start with AJ. Tell us the first time you saw Air Force One, what your nostalgic rating is, was AJ Go. Yeah, nostalgic rating. No, this is this is uh this is Dad's Night with the Boys. 
You know what I mean? Like, and Harrison Ford, as the president, is as much of a male role model as you need. <laughs> um, this is... This is Dad's Night with the Boys. I know that this was on VHS. It was probably after we just got that really fancy, like, VHS-DVD combo player, you know? But we, this was still on VHS because we wanted that raw, warm experience. And, uh... <laughs> from Harrison Ford. And I... <laughs> I would say... But I, I remember watching this and just being like, God, that's my president. You know what I mean? <laughs> As like as like a, as like thirteen years old, it's like yeah. When I vote, it's gonna be Harrison Ford. Uh, I'm pretty sure I wrote in Harrison Ford in the mock vote at like in, in elementary grade. school. Yeah, yeah. yeah Harrison Ford. Uh, no, I love this movie you, though. You didn't even use like the president's name for the movie. <laughs> no, you just said Harrison Ford. No, fuck no. Like, He's a president, right? He's a candidate. That's what I thought. It's like, oh, it's like that's just Harrison Ford. And Glenn Close was definitely a write-in on oh, as well. hundred percent. Ford Close. Um, yeah, Ford Close. Ford Close ninety-six. <laughs> 90. <laughs> Bill yeah. Ford Close. Oh, Ford Close. It was a close one. Uh, I so no I, I loved this movie when I was a kid like I, I watched this uh, and when it would it would come on like TBS USA you better be coming on USA up all uh, night <laughs> I, what yep okay yep uh, let's give this guys let's let's give this like a really really strong seven point nine five seven point nine five for the AJ Sean Thank what you. about you man um, yeah much like AJ uh, this was. A little bit different for me. I think this was a mom and the boys night for me and my brother. Um, yeah. And she would encourage, yeah, we, we need a woman in the office. Yeah, look, boys, you check this out and you take notes, okay? We need this shit. Um, and so I was pretty educated on this. But um, I watched it for the action. I wanted to see things go boom, boom. That was awesome for me. Uh, I'd probably have to say back then I was a 5.9. 5.9, you did it for the Sean. Well, for me, there's something special about being uh, 15 years old. This movie was made for me, right? Oh, yeah. And I remember walking to the theater and just being like, I can't wait to see another movie because I've never seen Air Force One in my entire life. Oh, oh what? This wait, is the wait, first time. <laughs> Pour one out for the boys. Remember, Jesus. Remember when we were deciding what this movie was? And I was like, ah, gee, I don't know about Air Force One, guys. Oh, yeah. gosh. Because I've know. never seen it. So yep. I'm a big N.A., my wow. friends. We got to go to Starling, executive producer, who is here He's all here, the way boy. from Los Angeles. Had a few too many cocktails last night, I believe, yes. Starling <laughs> says, well, I have been stumped. This is my first review where I have seen the movie, but I recall absolutely nothing. I know Harrison Ford is in this with that mildly constipated look of his. I, I know he needs to get off a plane, but I don't recall any other actors or what happens. I just assumed this was the third installment of those Tom Clancy Jack Ryan movies. <laughs> this movie oh, yeah. was very on brand for Harrison Ford in the 90s. Probably a six for me back in 1997. I saw it. I'm pretty sure I liked it, but obviously never made an effort to see it again. So... As a group, we are nostalgically a 6.62, hey, which is all, right. all by itself in the 86 spot, right below Bloodsport, okay. right above Great Outdoors is how we feel about wow. this movie. 
What a All triple right. feature that is. That is a night for movies. But guess what? We don't care anymore. We're Wipe stripping that completely Get away. Get out of here. Say goodbye. Because we are moving on. We got to talk about all the important details of the movie. That is Sean's job. Let's see what he's got today. What's everybody? What is up, everybody? Is Let's what I go. Mean. Let's go with produced by Gail Katz, Mark Abraham, Wolfgang Peterson, and Army Man Bernstein. It's Arm Armian? Armian. I say Army Man. Nailed it, bro. Written by Andrew W. Marlowe. He also wrote Hollow Man, End of Days, and Episodes of The Equalizer. Thank goodness. Yeah, good stuff right there. Queen Latifah? Yep. Okay. She's there. Respect. Edited by Richard Bruce. Cinematography by Michael Ballhouse. Now, guys, we need to talk about Michael Ballhouse. After Hours, worked with Scorsese a lot. We love our Scorsese. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, Scorsese Ballhouse. The Departed, Gangs of New York, Wild Wild West. And Goodfellas. Wait, wait, wait. Wild, wild, wild. <laughs> you just, you just wanted to It was a weird time. It was a weird time in his life. <laughs> You're just like, oh, don't throw that in casually. See if it flies under the radar. <laughs> wild, wild, west. Oh, get jiggy with it. Music. <laughs> like, yeah, what? Were, Thanks, Gordon. He's responsible for that, okay? <laughs> Music by Jerry Goldsmith is the maestro. Directed by Wolfgang Peterson. Also did Outbreak, Troy, The Perfect Storm, Enemy Mine, and everyone's favorite never-ending story. Mm. Cast, Harrison Ford, Gary Oldman, Wendy Crewson, Liesl Matthews, Paul Gilfoyle, yeah. Condor Berkeley, William H. Macy, we're back, Dean Stockwell, <laughs> Tom Everett, Jurgen Brocknow, Philip Baker Hall, Hila Baskin, and Glenn, motherfucking close. Before the film began shooting, the producers hired Paul Atanzio to punch up the script, adding a backstory and reasons why Agent Gibbs turns on the American government. Citing he was financially burdened by the fallout of the Cold War and sympathized with the Russians. This was all cut from for time, and director Wolfgang Peterson felt it was not necessary for the plot. Really? We will get into of how necessary that definitely was. <laughs> dumb Americans, they don't care about plot. They don't, they don't want to know about that. Explosions, more explosions, goddammit. <laughs> Some of the cast and crew got to tour the actual Air Force One airplane, and as they were being guided, their tour guide inspired them to write the character of the press secretary, Melanie. Uh, this is a quote from IMDb, actually. Initially, director-slash-co-producer Wolfgang Peterson was denied access to the real-life Air Force One a telephone call from Harrison Ford, however, to the White House changed that so Wolfgang could tour the actual Air Force One. This guy is a direct line to the White House, to really? Clinton at the time, apparently. A guy named Wolfgang? No, Harrison Ford. Oh, Harrison Ford, okay. Good. Harrison Ford, he's like, oh, hang on, uh, just let me, let me call my buddy Clinton real quick. Yeah, we need uh, our director to come on Air Force One. He's like, oh, oh, sure. That's how it's done. That's just, it's that easy for Harrison Ford. Gary Oldman had the difficult choice of doing Air Force One or Speed 2 Cruise Control. What would you do? Speed 2. What would you do? No, not Speed. Speed 2, guys. Yes, the movie. Uh, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But at the time, you had no clue what Speed 2 was, so you say yes to Speed 2 because of what Speed 1 was. Right? Uh, I mean, yeah. We were all fooled. Is that cruise control or whatever? That's cruise control. Cruise control, buddy. Thank goodness. Kevin Costner, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dennis Quaid, John Malkovich, Tommy Lee Jones, Tom Hanks, and Keanu Reeves were all in mind for the role of President James Marshall. Anybody stand out to you? 
Well, speed Keanu Reeves <laughs> certainly stands out. I don't think I could see him after Bill and Ted go into being the president. I, mean, I guess they did kind of do that. It would be as liberal as, as ever. That's a good John point. Wick defending Air Force One. Yeah. This is John Wick on a plane. We'll get to it. Ooh. I know American politics. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, I think that's what you get. When it, <laughs> you have the nuclear codes, right, President Reeves? Uh, go ahead and send them. Oh. <laughs> I don't care what happens. Bye, con Dios. <laughs> no, we need an actual answer, Reeves, please. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Principal photography began on September 16th and shot mostly in Ohio and on a soundstage on soundstage 15 at Sony Studios in LA. The United States military was instrumental in helping get the government and Air Force jargon right for the film. The Ohio and California National Guard also offered consulting for portions of the film. The crew used a passenger plane 747 for the stand-in for the Air Force One. It took a crew of 10 people around the clock on 12-hour shifts to paint the plane to look like the actual president's plane. Shooting, shooting on such a cramped set with so many people proved to be pretty difficult for the cinematographer, Michael Ballhouse. Finding different ways to shoot scenes, especially dialogue-heavy ones, was a task that director Wolfgang Peterson was familiar with, having done the remake of Das Boot. I can only imagine like, directing a film with such heavy dialogue and just seeing some, some, like, some, a back of the head of someone on a plane and be like, oh, fuck, I don't know, put the camera there again. Put it there. I don't know, just shoot this way. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do anymore. Shoot this way over here like this guy over here? Oh, the camera. No, the camera, oh, please. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can have someone shoot. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> Air Force One was released on July 25th, 1997, and on a budget of $85 million, the film would garner $315.2 million at the box office and would be nominated for two Oscars, including Best Sound and Best Editing, but would lose to the juggernaut. Titanic. Oh. That's all I got. Well, thank you, Sean. Up next, we got to go to AJ. He does the research for us, gives us the ratings and reviews of critics Let's go, and baby. fans alike. AJ, what do you got, man? Guys, you know for a fact that the only thing redder than the blood of communist Russian terrorists is the tomato meter! Gross. Gross. You guys rule. 79% certified fresh on the tomato meter. Of Michael. all the movies we've done, that is tied in 68th spot with GoldenEye and Wayne's World. Per huh. the critics. The critics. We're not worthy. We're weren't not. we still fighting huh. weren't we still fighting Russians in GoldenEye? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. We're still fighting. I think we're yeah. Uh 66% uh from the audiences. That's you. And then 6.5 from IMDb. Tied with Twister, Last Action Hero, and Cliffhanger. Bangers. 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 Guess who got it right? The fans. Boom. The fans. Okay. Um, guys, let's go through. Uh, let's go top down here, okay? San Francisco Chronicle came through real hot and heavy, and they said very simply, uh, dares to present a flat-out heroic president without the safety net of irony. It succeeds. <laughs> Stamp of approval. <laughs> that was Mick LaSalle, if you care. Yep, got him. You know. 
Uh, Peter Travers, though, we've had him on the show. Yeah, let's go, Pete Travers. Right. Let's go, Petey. Uh, Rolling Stone, 88 out of 100. That's 8.8 out of 10. That is director Wolfgang Peterson puts such a fresh spin on the familiar that it all works like gangbusters. Anytime you use gangbusters in the 20th century, I think it's worth commentating on. So. Oh, guys, last one from the critics here. This is a, this is a big old zero out of 100, and this is from maybe the most trusted source that we've ever had on the show, that we will ever have on the show, and that's Salon yep. uh, magazine. Every time. So I, just, I just imagine, like, somebody's just in the... It's just, okay. I agree, this Harrison Ford show sucks. I don't know what you're talking about. scene. Uh, Salon, Charles Taylor, who works on clothes but works at the hair magazine, said if you've ever sat in a jet waiting on the runway, feeling it lumbering along in place and then bucking and shaking when it's cleared for takeoff, you know what it's like to sit through Air Force One. <laughs> He just doesn't like planes. He's just fed up with it. Honestly, this guy from Salon probably didn't like it because Glenn Close's hair is... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But. Oh, God, this sucks. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, grab, let's grab some 6 uh, some out of 10s here, guys. Let's go middle of the pack. This is what everyone's voting on in IMDb. Um, somebody did say that this is the best film presenting the U.S. president as a hero. Thank you, DASA 108 in 2023. Uh, for decades, it has been fashionable to show the President of the United States as an action hero, and this film possibly offers us one of the best in this type of plot. Harrison Ford offers us a com competent and loving head of the family, President, who on a trip uh, is supposed to be winning our hearts. Thanks. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. What happens next is a race against time where our friend Ford, our friend Ford. <laughs> Friends first, president later. That was his slogan. Oh, yeah. A friend first. Show uh, us <laughs> his uh, histrionic ability uh, and our, friends, our friend Oldman. That's, yep. Uh, we're all friends here. We're all friends. <laughs> we're all friends here. Shows that an actor always looks better when he is on the side of the Dark Force. Thanks, Star Wars. <laughs> the film is dynamic, and you can enjoy it without any problem. Okay, that's a six out of ten. Um, I do like this one. I think this is where this is just where we need to we need to maybe call it, guys. Um, now I'm going to give you one more. Uh, okay, so warning spoilers. Uh oh, I know. I'd be scared if I had a president like that. <laughs> if you didn't That's know... That's the correct way of reading that. Four more years. <laughs> this is a one out of ten, by the way, if you couldn't have guessed. Uh, so, I get so angry while watching the movie that I had to register here and leave a comment. It was that. That's the first time that's ever happened. All right, I'm finally going to do it. That's it. I this is care. it. This is it. I, this is the moment that I decide. 
Basically, the president, a bunch of his employees, and his family were kidnapped by Russian terrorists. They gave the president a condition to let the Russian general out of the prison so that they released the hostages. Yet the president refused to do even if it meant, meant the kidnappers killing a bunch of people that work for him. We don't negotiate, I guess, you know, it's fine. Uh, but they even do that. There's like three U's, four U's. Later in the movie, when it comes to his own life, his daughters and wife's lives, he quickly makes the decision to let the Russian general out of prison after he already killed a bunch of innocent people on the plane. <laughs> And they said that the president should not let these people die like rats. Okay. <laughs> they said, if he didn't agree to let the general out of prison near the end when it came to his daughter and wife's life, <laughs> it would have been a good movie. <laughs> and a brave move. <laughs> but this way... Dear God, I was so angry at his selfishness. <laughs> Presidents, am I right? I know, right? <laughs> whoa, whoa, not, whoa, whoa. Are they ever not thinking about themselves? Right. <laughs> Come on now. Whoa, we the people. Uh, I love this film. This is a 9 out of 10, guys. This is the last one I'll give you. Um, Zvonimizhev. Uh, no, it. there's like Zs and Ns. There's no vowels uh, in their name. <laughs> Uh, uh, 2021, I love this film. One of my favorite films of all time. Nice, easy watching, good story, and of course, Harrison Ford. Yeah, oh yeah. There are are a few moments where you just think, yes, right. (laughs) (laughs) But definitely worth a watch. AJ Vance, everybody. That was a nine out of (laughs) ten. Okay, well, my dudes and dudettes, as you know, three months ago, the Confused Breakfast embarked on a mission to bring a live podcast recording to our fans. I'm proud to say our operation was a success. And now, yesterday's biggest dream today blossomed into a beautiful reality. What we did here was important. We finally pulled our heads out of the sand. We finally stood up to the boring options of weekend nightlife and entertainment and said, we've had enough. Every time we feed into these atrocities, the plays, the comedians, the cover bands, every time we negotiate with these no-talent ass clowns to give them our hard-earned money for so-called entertainment, We legitimize terror. Yeah. Terror is not a legitimate system of entertainment. And to those who commit the atrocities, I say, we will no longer tolerate, we will no longer negotiate, and we will no longer be afraid. It's your turn to be afraid. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So scene one, the film begins with a joint special operations mission to capture General Ivan Roddick, a terrorist from Kazakhstan. Three weeks later, U.S. President James Marshall gives a speech at a dinner in Moscow telling the world that the United States will no longer negotiate with terrorists. Afterwards, Marshall boards Air Force One to return to the U.S. Six Roddick loyalists and Soviet ultra-nationalists pose as a Russian news crew and board the plane. My friends, we got to talk <clears throat> about this intro. Yes. Secret mission, super stealth into a foreign country. We've got all our gear. We've got our black gear. We're just in secret darkness of night. We forgot our black parachutes. Oh, shoot. Just literal (laughs) white parachutes. Then they land. What are they doing with that? There's people scouting all around. They're just leaving these white parachutes hanging out. Then I have a question for you. They set these timer bombs all over the place. Yeah. Just so happens that as they exit, get into the helicopter, it flies away, everything blows up exactly where they exited. How did they know how much time to put on the bombs? <laughs> because it's Wolfgang Peterson. You know. It didn't matter. I mean, like, yeah, they might as well just be wearing like silly, you know, wristbands, glow in the dark, little, you know, ripcord things. Yeah. Just <laughs> circling on in. Just like, hey, hey, we're about to shoot you in the back of the head. Hey guys. They are not inconspicuous whatsoever. You've got to understand, this is a, this is a pro team, Michael. Um, they send in the, the para-pistol snipers to be able to shoot these guys. Did you see how high He's up they are with floating. like a 9 mil? Just like... <laughs> which means one of their hands was not on the controls, which means they're just like, I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit. If it was a T-1000, it would make sense. Because they have extra arms. Yeah. Exactly. No, that, that'd be It's fine. a pro team. You're, I'm sorry, you're right. It's a pro team. Okay? They don't care. They ain't sending in the C-Squad, okay? Um, Not for General seal, Raddick. This is SEAL Team 19. Yeah. And, and by the way, they're, they're... What'd you say? I don't know. Okay. They, Get me out of this. They're sending in... I just feel like it's a little, it's a little bit... It's a little bit extra to be sending in and like literally killing people with families for Willem Dafoe's like weird cousin. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, he was doing speed two cruise control. That guy woke up in a nice comfy bed. That guy went to bed feeling good and he woke up not feeling good. It's and true. that was it. And those dudes are just getting just getting murked left and yeah. right. And it's bad. Like and it's it's like silent until it's not. Yeah. And it's like, let's just Tom Clancy this now. Rainbow Six, let's go. But guys, can we talk about the filmmaking? All right. What about these, what about the angles? What about like the speed of this? Does this get you into it right away? Is this, are you like, oh, what's this governmental intrigue going on? What is, you know, what's going on here? Does it get you into it at all? Or are you just like, eh, they're just killing people? They, they, they had to try something to get us in after the credits. Because it took <laughs> it took so long. Speaking of speed. <laughs> I 
Like, uh, look, Jesus. shut up. I gotta know who. <laughs> shut, hey, hold on. I gotta know who the cameraman was on this movie. I really have to know. <laughs> I need to know. Michael who was the key grip? He oh, shot Wild Wild West. James Marsden. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Ooh, James Marsden. James Marsden, sir. This is before his career got off. You know. Why didn't we ever elect Ford as president? Like, I, I, I really like how this movie just says you need to buy Harrison Ford as president, and we're just like, yeah. Do you honestly believe that if he actually announced a campaign to presidency that he would have just become president? I mean, yeah. is, he, is he like 95 now? Uh, 82. 82. He's, well, he's still within the age. Yep, so. I guess. I, I had to write this down, guys. You know we're not politics here, so I had, to, I had to write this down so that yes. I read it word for word. Yes. So, so Harrison Ford was 55 when this movie came out. Perfect. Here's what I wrote down. I don't want to offend anyone or any no. politics. Doesn't this just make you yearn for the days when a young and able-bodied person wanted to be the president of the United States? Mike Schulte, everybody. Yes. A person. I'm not saying the president. I'm just saying someone wanted to be the president of the United States who was able-bodied and young. Dude, military dude. background has oh, all this. Has, has all this education on all this stuff. That. Has, oh. has all this background on everything. It's just like a strong dude or and woman as his cabinet partner. You know, like this is this is great. And I like Harrison Ford. I, like it's got to be like uh, I want to make a movie about people taking over Air Force One. I want to cast Harrison Ford as president of the United States. A million dollars to you right there. You know, like that's it. Yeah, it makes total sense. That's it's it's just fine. I well I like. His his speech, as exciting as this, like, infiltration, and then they, like you said, Mike, they set those charges, and they're like, ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> they just, <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> we'll leave that right there, and then, <laughs> and, then and then we'll jump in the helicopter, they're, and everything. Like, we have to be as silent as possible, <laughs> except for these helicopters <laughs> landing on the roof. You can't hear them until you, you see them. <laughs> it's a rule in movies. You cannot... You do not know a helicopter's there until you see it. You yes. can't actually hear it. It's Everyone like, knows that. Charges, charges set. <laughs> but as exciting as that was supposed to be, somehow I find his speech actually more exciting. I do too. Yes. Than, than this whole thing. I, that's why I had to put it in the intro because it's that good, and I love his delivery of it. He's got that like Harrison. What, what did Starling say? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Mildly constipated look of his is what <laughs> is what Starling said, and it's he has accurate. that. And where people are like, yeah, whatever. And by the way, did you see the guy, the Secretary of State, do the Encino Man? Yes. <laughs> did he, during the speech, he got, yes, he did. What's he doing? He also He's went. telling the truth. Get him off the stage. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you feel? Did you think at any point? That this was the same soundstage as like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh yeah, this Russian dinner hall. Yeah, it the first thing my fiance pointed out was yes. like Harry Potter. <laughs> you have expected. <laughs> <laughs> of course she did. What the fuck is this movie? Harry Potter. You got it. And this is this is when all of the Russian flags turned to American. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> we win. It was Slytherin to Gryffindor. USA wins the House Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Dumbledore. Got us again. That's really good. I'm, I'm just going to delete everything I was going to say about that. So you, no, nope, you're fine. <laughs> well, they get onto this plane too, and it's just in the the secretary Melanie is like, yeah, this plane can uh, withstand a nuclear bomb, 
And uh, well, I, you're going to have to look out for turbulence, though. Like, I, I like to think that Air Force One is great with nuclear bombs, but horrible with turbulence. That's the way you like to think about it? I, well, it's just funny to me, so yes. Okay, okay. I just, like, it better be. It, like, I better not feel any, like, if I, if I had a drink and it was just kind of sitting on, like, an armchair, I better not move whatsoever if I'm on yeah. Air Force One. Do you do the thing on airplanes when you do have your tray down and they finally come and they finally serve your whiskey drink? You got your Cedar Ridge there. And you set it down, you're like, haha, that's usually when the turbulence starts, so you have to hold it. <laughs> like, I don't trust it sitting in the tray. I have no. to hold it. No, I yeah. picture you holding it like this. Generally, I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. It's more like this. <laughs> mm, my whiskey. <laughs> Sweet nectar, unicorn blood. Like, mm. <laughs> another Harry Potter reference for no reason. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, continue. Uh, well, well, Sean, Sean. Well, was, Sean. I interrupted. Oh, Go it's ahead. fine. No, I, I wanted to talk about the little bit of, like, the banter of, oh, yeah, he's a regular person. He likes Michigan. Yeah, Michigan fans in here. Yeah. Do, you, do you like this, though? I, I believe, I firmly believe <laughs> Wait a Michigan. Second. Oh, I get what you're doing there. Oh. Oh. I, I firmly believe, though, that in any political situation, if I was a political advisor, I would give them the behind-the-scenes look like this. Yeah. We never get to see them hanging with their families and the things they care about. Yeah. Like, the, the minute you see him being like, hold on, I just really want to make out with my wife and drink a beer, you're like, that's a cool guy. I like that guy. Yeah. That but guy. They, they, politics never show you those things. Yeah. And that's what I want to say. I don't care your policy. Just tell me what team you like. Yes. <laughs> what well, kind of beer do you drink? I don't, what kind I don't, of beer is he drinking in there? I just want to drink a beer you know? with him, you know? Like, he, he's just coming, he's coming around. He's probably a, you think he's like a high life kind of guy? No, he had, that was a Budweiser. It was a Budweiser sure. in there. Budweiser. They, they, they're like, we need to keep Budweiser. It's, it's a part of the president's rider when he comes to Russia. We actually <laughs> bring Budweiser, America's beer. We need to be America as possible when we go yeah, to Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but his daughter wants to grow up so fast. Like in the scene, she's, she's just like, why didn't you take me to the refugee camp today, Daddy? Dad, do I really got to go to school? Why can't I make inflation impossible to live, Dad? Why, didn't you, why don't you give me the nuclear codes? My friends would think I'm so cool. <laughs> they and all I, have nuclear codes. I'm 12, Dad. In caveman days, I would be having kids by now. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard that anyone is the say. Worst. What is that? Why, the, why is this here? It's the worst comment in this movie, maybe. Yes. Like, it's super odd. It's like a But, thing. again, it provides Harrison Ford, President Harrison Ford, with a, a thing that we, is perfect. He says, progress, baby. Progress. Yeah. Baby. yeah. yeah that's right. It's exactly right. And how. President Ford. In fact, <laughs> we're going to... I'm going to change my notes, but he's President Ford for President here Ford. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gerald Ford? Okay. No, Harrison. Uh, I like that a lot. <laughs> Ford close. Foreclosed. Foreclosed. 96. 96. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you say we move on to scene two? I do. So have, short. Oh, oh I yeah. got one other thing. I'm so sorry. sorry. I can't reverse. We're stuck. No, that's fine. No, let's talk for just one second, guys. Do not talk about this scene. I'm not going to. Okay. We need to talk about the moment that they are let on to, like, the terrorists are let on to the plane, and it's the last thing, right? Because it's like, oh, we already checked at the gates. Like, <laughs> this carries the president of the United States. He's like, oh, of course. And, like, the first dead giveaway was the fact that they, that, number one, you never trust anyone named Igor. <laughs> 
Unless you're Burt Kreischer. And then... <laughs> and even then, that's questionable. <laughs> and even then, it's kind of a weird thing. But then the problem is it was spelled with an E, if you noticed it. Yeah. It was E Gore, and you're just like, that's a bad try at trying to create a fake name. <laughs> e Gore. Like, it's stupid Americans. <laughs> it's obviously an I, okay? It's Russian. And it's just like, that's a dead giveaway for all of this as, as far as it's going. I'm sorry, I had to bring it up and, and make a note of that. Please continue. You're I think it's important. So scene two, shortly after takeoff, the Roddick loyalists are able to hijack the plane and kill several people with help from Gibbs, a mole in the Secret Service. Agents hustle a reluctant marshal to the escape pod before Korshinov's men can capture him. In the cockpit, the pilots attempt to make an emergency landing at Ramstein Air Force Base, Germany. However, the hijackers breach the cockpit, shoot the pilots, and set course for Kazakhstan's. My friends, we got to talk about this hijacking scene because... This is where you in, you realize that Korshinov, I'm just going to say it wrong every time, is an absolutely incredible villain terrorist because he actually, yeah. he dives in, follows through with his demands. Like when he actually kills those pilots, you're like, this guy's in. This is like, real. Th- this is real. And he continues throughout this movie actually doing the things that a lot of these movies would be like, well... We call this bluff, and, and he wasn't willing to go that far. This guy's willing to go that far, and this, this is the moment where I'm in. Like, this is the first time I'm ever watching this movie, and I'm fully in at this point. Because did you expect it to go that far, I guess? You didn't expect it to go that far. Is, is, I didn't like, even know. Who knew I, I, yeah. if he was really going to go ahead and, and shoot the pilot? This you is know. extremely violent. It's a very violent scene. Like, I was really surprised re-watching this, being like, my mom's showing me this at, like, nine years old. <laughs> We've established that. Presidents. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, like, especially even in the first scene, those dudes just get capped in the back of the head. And you're, you mentioned it, AJ. You're just like, yeah, those guys have families. Yeah. And, like, people on board here all have families. And it's just, like, it's crazy. They just shoot willy-nilly no matter, no matter what. Well, can yep. we bring up lovable face? Oh, uh, please. please and thank you. For me, it's the pilot. It's the, it? main, it's the captain of the jet. That, that captain's so great. He walks on the plane. He says, president's like, change of plans, Danny. We're going to Barbados. And he's like, anything you want. You're the president. And has this really great, like, and, and, like, he does what the president doesn't do. He knows his role. He goes, no matter what, boys, this plane lands. Yeah. And he knows right then and there he's screwed. Yeah. President knows his role, get in the escape pod doesn't do it. Yeah. So like I got to give a I got to give a hug to that pilot and his co-pilots and be like thank you for your service. I'll give him a half hug. Yeah. Okay. Like not not even like a full one, you know those ones? Like you dap up, like you just like bro. Yeah, just like, yeah, like I love you dude. All right, <laughs> see you later. But I want to really Tight. just fully hug the fax lady. The fax lady. Oh, future, that's who you're going to hug? Future uh, what is it? Secretary of like, or postmaster? Yes, yes. Future postmaster <laughs> did you, general. Sorry to skip ahead, but did you see her? Did you freeze frame on her when she was parachuting out it's of that? the most American thing I've like, ever seen. Ah! She's, she's gliding 900 down, miles an hour. Like the superhero she is. <laughs> having the time. Landing in who knows where. We landing in know. hostile territory. We don't even know where they're landing. <laughs> And actually, no one she, cares. Where she's having landing. a good time right there, and then she gets down, and there's polar bears fucking everywhere. <laughs> this is Iran or Iraq. I yep, don't think they're there. I don't lost. Know. No, they, <laughs> smoke yeah. monsters. Yeah. You got it. I mean, <laughs> can but, we, can, you got it. You got a slide for us. I do. I wanted to. Say, I wanted to ask you guys if we could talk for just a moment about yes. Russian mail order Daniel Stern. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because. <laughs> 
by the way, <laughs> he, also, he also comes in. If you don't remember, this guy was Russian intelligence, according to Austin Powers. You can see... Do you got a theory? Clearly right here. So apparently after Austin Powers has foiled... All the plans that, that, that the United States, Russia, and England have come together to make, and he outs this guy as Russian until, are you mad? And he just and he's like, okay. And this guy's disgraced at this point and just goes rogue. With, oh, I like <laughs> and that. And joins up with the team of Korshikov and, and is ready to just be a pilot. He's got the pilot wings. Yeah. <laughs> he's an experienced pilot. He got that when he got on the jet. He was like, can I have some of those wings? And, they have, and Dave, the pilot came over. They have the little pocket of, of little like trinkets for little kids who come on. He's like, there you go, sweetheart. He's taking every freebie. He's like, this is nice. Okay. Can I get some of those wings? Can I get some of those wings? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Hey, is this, can I have this? Is the silverware for us? Can I have that too? Okay, great. Oh, this, some wings. <laughs> this dude's incredible though. Did you see how, like, I can't even sleep on a plane. Thank you. When I am completely exhausted and just so tired and 10 whiskey cocktails in. This dude's about ready to commit treason and just take <laughs> over a plane. And he's just like... And the guy goes, the guy goes, it's time. He goes, all right, uh, cool. Oh, yep. oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I forgot we were here for something. <laughs> he literally, I don't think I've ever slept he, on a plane. He's the most badass of them all. No well, question. That he, dude is cold, man. He like also that. taught us a lesson. He taught us a very important lesson that, like, if you're, if you're let's say the, the pilots has a heart attack and you're the only one and you get in the cockpit and you have to pull a plane up, it's really about pretending like you're taking a shit. Okay. I have a demonstration. Look at the relief. Look at the relief. Oh, my God. He, he taught us he taught us everything we need to know about piloting like it's how like, hard you can pull back on it listen it's he's why he's so it's, proud of him too <laughs> you did it you it's, took it's a why, shit it's why he can sleep before committing treason because I have to shit right now and that's the only reason I can do this show I am on edge right now I do, I do have something I do want to point out I, I, tr I was going to go here I was going to go with it okay it's not even a fan theory. It's just a, a hunch I had. I, I had a thought that maybe Kolchak and Korshinov had a little bit more oh. of a relationship than, than just buddy-buddy kind of a thing. Go into I it thought, in detail. Thank you. I, I thought maybe there was a bit of an actual romance between these two. Really? And the only reason I know is this. Watch this scene, please. Watch the longing in their eyes when they look at you. They're going to kiss right there. That's... And yeah, look how disappointed he is. Did you see that? Look how disappointed he is. I thought we're... Uh, uh, and, then, um, and then, like, then there's that scene where um, Korshnikov goes, we served in Afghanistan together. The guy died. Yeah. yeah. And then I expected him to be like, we used to lie out under the stars with our shirts off because of the <laughs> right. cool night chill against our bodies. 
find out who killed him. Like, I think, Brush I'm not even going to go there, but I just brow. think there was something deeper that we could have explored <laughs> yeah. among these terrorists. Like, it was I think, probably just cut from the movie. I think it yeah. was, man. Like I just, any, any exposition I mean, of my, like a traitor was? My inside thought, like, I'm going to forever believe that they were just, they were lovers. And I'm oh, yeah. okay with that. I love that for them. I'm oh, willing to die on that hill with you, Mike. All right. Yep. All right. Can we talk a little bit more about, like, his gang as well? Yes. What's it? Is Korshinov? It's Oldman. It, it, it it's Gary Oldman. Korshinov. Um, there's a, there's one of them who is just like doesn't want to be here at all. Like, he, <laughs> I know, I know so how did I get roped into it's this? It's like so the president escapes from the from the pod, which you know Air Force One in real life does not have that pod. Just I'm sorry to spoil that for you. Correct. But, um, he's a, yeah. Well, oh. So we know. Yeah. So they've told us. So, so this guy he, he is interrogated by Gary Oldman. He's like, where's the president? He's like. He, he escaped from in the pod, um, so he's like, God damn it! <laughs> and then he's like, Yeah, I know. I just fuck up everything, don't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, would, it would be much better if I wasn't around, honestly. <laughs> you want me to go like point a gun at someone or some shit? He's <laughs> basically like the Eeyore of the group. I know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kind of useless. You guys are all good buddies. You guys are lovers. It's really nice. I like seeing that. But I'm just kind of here with a gun. Who the fuck cares about me, right? And he'll, there's more of this later, too, because he is just like, even when he gets captured later, he's just like, are you good? Duh. Duh. <laughs> but they don't, they don't think anything's weird, because that's how he always is. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's fine. I fucked up again. Imagine that. What, what about when this plane does go down, though? You know, like, it comes down, it hits the ground. It's a wonderful, we need to get this plane on the ground, AJ. It's a heroic scene. It's a heroic scene, I think. This For is who? this is like uh, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift Air Force <laughs> One. Like this, the the strength of this of of these like the chassis on this plane. Oh my God, are you kidding me? It's got to have like souped up NOS. It's got to have these like the, whatever Michelin yeah. tires they have, like the bald. We ones got the that, Peroni tires. Yeah, <laughs> you bet, bro. Pirelli tires. Just, on. No, no, no. Give us a Matthew McConaughey talking about the engine in Aircraft One. Yes, yes. You got that positive track double bumper written on there. It's like talking some fucking muscle. Muscle. Four fucking Rolls Royce engines Rolls talking Royce. some fucking. This, this thing, thing is the back just of like, the magazine, man. <laughs> and then takes off. You know, it's like. Yeah. What? How, how is that even possible? Well, I, I, I decided to look up a map of Romstein Airport, oh, and okay. I found the map, if you can pull this up, actually. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> Anybody ever been to Romstein Airport? This is the kind of research. And this, it actually, I'll tell you, it, uh, it happened right about, so what you were talking about, Sean, yeah, yeah. they were heading here and just... <laughs> It makes total sense. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> you can see it right there. You can there. see the tree they clipped right over there. Yeah. Yep. I'm telling you, man. You know that when we did this episode, there's no way that we could have any other sponsor of this particular episode that was live in Cedar Rapids than the best whiskey company in the entire world that is distilled just outside of Cedar Rapids where we live. That is Cedar Ridge Whiskey. 
Uh, you know, I'm gonna. <laughs> I was gonna record this live. We were gonna do a big toast live, but once I realized how much Cedar Ridge people were consuming before and during the show, even us on stage, you can start to hear it a little bit as we go a little further. I was like, I don't need to be encouraging anyone else to enjoy any more Cedar Ridge than they already are because we consumed a lot of it that night, and it's obvious it's the best in the world. You're in the place where it's pretty much distilled. You got to drink it. It's the only whiskey that is drank in Iowa and it's spreading nation and worldwide winning awards all over the place. So if you want to join the fun and have some of the greatest whiskey you've ever had in your life, you try Cedar Ridge, you try their flagship bourbon, you try their quintessential American single malt, or maybe the collaboration with Slipknot bottle number nine. You go to cedarridgedistillery.com, you order some straight to your door, or you go to your local distributor, you knock on their door, you say, come on, give me some Cedar Ridge, that's what I want, and you could enjoy it as much as we did tonight, and you should do it responsibly, because I, I hope we were all pretty responsible, but uh, it gets a little blurry towards the end of this show, but we had a blast, and it was powered and fueled by our friends at cedarridgedistillery.com. Go learn more, let's get back into it. Well, boys, let's move on to scene three. So Korshinov gathers the remaining passengers into the conference room and contacts the White House Situation Room, where he speaks to Vice President Catherine Bennett. He demands that they arrange for Raddick's release and begins to kill hostages to show that he is serious. National Security Advisor Jack Doherty is the first to be executed, and Grace and Alice are taken up to the cockpit as separate hostages. President Marshall was, in fact, not inside the escape pod, and he kills two of Korshinov's men. Korshinov responds by murdering press secretary Melanie Mitchell over the intercom. Can we talk about... So Wolfgang Peterson and, and co. is asking us to believe that Harrison Ford is president of the United States in 96, 97? 97, yeah, we're 97. in. And Four we're close. in, right? Are yeah. we in? Yeah, we're in with that. Okay. He's also asking us to believe that Glenn Close is vice president. And when she walks out of that helicopter, I'm just like, Yeah. I yeah, I mean, it just makes total sense. It's fucking Glenn Close. I thought that was the president at that point. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest with you. I was like, that's, that's yeah, that's conviction. No right one there. else, like, especially at this era. I, honestly, I, I could even see her in a movie like this today and be like, yeah. Yeah, Glenn Close. Perfect. It's great. Like, yeah. it's, I don't know. She's, it's almost like she is acting in this movie under her talent. I would and, agree. And just kind I would of, agree. Just kind of being in this movie as maybe like a favor or just kind of a paycheck. She doesn't do that with her career. She really gives this her all, I think. And I think she's extremely believable, especially when um, the, uh, I think the defense secretary, what's yeah. his name? Yes. He, yeah. he first gets assassinated. Uh, she's got like a perfect tear that just kind of streams down her face as it happens. It's like, right. oh, my God. Well, that's amazing. And there was another point about this that there was a, supposed to be a point that Glenn Close was written, her character was written to really cry or have a moment of breakdown. And Glenn Close came back and literally said, I'm not going to do that. Like, it's, it's a disservice to like women in a role like this to just say, Oh, there's a moment where the woman breaks down. It's Ugh, like, no, I'm not going to do that. I can't handle this. Yeah, and, and it's like, no, she's in this position for a reason. That's yeah. why she's the vice president. It, Glenn Close just nailed that. Well, yeah. Yeah, you nailed it. We've, it's like, we've go ahead. It's like once that happens, she's like, well, all right, that fucking sucks. We need to move on. Like, like right. it, exactly. Like a she's person upset in charge would. It's her friend. Yeah. 
you should be upset with your with, when your if your friend is murdered like that, of course. But but she moves on in the right way, in the right tone. She's upset, but has to do a job. What are we? Twenty? Uh, I don't do math. Thirty years later, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we, it's normal. We see we see women presidents in movies. We've seen women vice presidents in movies, but. I think this is maybe one of the first times we've ever seen this, and so it had to be kind of like shocking when when you saw it. But that's why it's so perfect that Glenn Close is it because she's like, "Got it. Yep. Don't worry, you can believe this." Yeah, and that's why we love her in it. Um, I, I you got anything? I was just going to move on to if you, unless you've got more on. Well, Glenn Close. No, Glenn Close. Well, we gotta re, we gotta talk about the Jarrett Layoff confused breakfast yes. actor who's database. also here with us today. Jarrett Layoff is here with us there from Valentine, is. Illinois, doing all the work He's for us. He's basically a fourth host on this show. He does a lot of work for us. Uh, this is Glenn Close's second role in anything we've done. She was in Hook. We gotta talk about the oh number God, one. Yeah. Do you know who the number one was? Harrison Her- Ford. Harrison Ford. Okay. This is his fourth movie we've done. Gary Oldman, third. But we got to talk about Xander Berkeley. Do you know who Xander Berkeley is? He is Agent Gibbs, the mole. He was in T2. Todd. Yes. Fucking Todd. He was unbelievable. Yeah. He was John Connor's foster dad in T2. He was in The Rock. He was an office FBI guy. He was also Gregory in The Walking Dead, if anyone liked that show before it got terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before it got to season four. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, of course. But (laughs) I I do want to talk about Agent Gibbs. This is where I have a problem with this whole movie. What, What is the backstory on Agent Gibbs? Why does he become this mole... And then why does he become completely obsolete in this entire movie? He, the first time I saw this, I forgot he was even the bad guy. Yeah. I, until the end, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, that's so weird. But, like, he gets him to hijack the plane and then goes back to being an agent for no reason at all. And then finally, at the end of the movie, he had a chance to just be like, yeah, well, well, that plan didn't work out. I'm still an agent. Oh, I guess I'll just... Yeah, uh, I guess exactly. I'll still be an agent. And he goes, nah, it was me all along. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is going on with this backstory? I don't understand any of it. This is the worst thing about this movie, I think. And I, like, we, I explained in the, the, the show or the pertinent inf- information that they had a backstory on this guy that was... He was upset about some Cold War bullshit or something. Like, something happened to him. But even that's just like, what? Still? What's the conversation? What's the conversation that happens on this, like, behind the scenes of, like, uh, like, you said Wolfgang Peterson, the director, was fine with cutting it. Yeah. I believe, right? And it's like, I think we should just kind of cut out the pieces where we kind of see he's a bad guy. Oh, you want to... Leave it as like a secret till the end, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get you know you. what? We'll keep. No, zo- he's like, no. Let's just leave a lot of lingering shots on his disgruntled face. <laughs> People Every time it. they show him, it goes. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Dude, it is that. Like they they make a point to have all these shots just be like, and I'm still a bad guy. <laughs> a- am I? And then cut. And then he's like, Yeah, what's up, guys? Why is that? Like, trying to see these people? President Ford will literally go, here's a machine gun, I trust you. And yeah. it'll go in his face and go, do you? And then yeah. he'll be like, yeah, you do, because, hey, bad guys, 
like it, it makes no sense to me at all. It's like they're building to something that they're like, eh, we don't know what the fuck to do with it. Should have been a reveal. Yeah. At least a better reveal would have been like, in the end, he has an accent. You know what I mean? It's just like, gotcha, Mr. President. Ugh. He was Russian. Was like, oh, he's Russian the whole time. <laughs> like that would have been better. Or but we even don't like get he it. he joins the Russians, and the Russians are like. Haha, <laughs> we penetrated your tr- your plane because of this guy. He's one of us. Yeah. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for writing a better story, Michael. No problem. Story <laughs> <laughs> control guy. Yeah. I do I do like how this movie or this even trailer gives us all the information we need to know about what's going to happen in this movie and then the movie itself turns its back on the trust of the audience and is like, "Yeah, no the president does." actually stay on the plane because it, in this movie they're like they tease that he's in the escape pod the whole time and like when they when they go up to he's like oh, we open up the thing did nothing there <laughs> oh, oh. what happened to him <laughs> but like the movie is like yeah yeah he's not there but if you've seen the trailer, he's, like, beating the shit up, and, like, he's, he's we bloody. Know he's, we know he's on the He's plane, in the rest but... of the movie. It's fucking Harrison Ford. He's paid, like, $20 million for this movie. <laughs> we didn't pay Harrison Ford $20 million to escape danger and then talk about it with a conference room. That's not why we gave him 20 mil for this okay, movie. Imagine that movie. <laughs> okay, oh, that'd be a boring movie. We've talked about this before. Is Harrison Ford the worst like on-screen puncher of all time. Well, he's the worst on-screen puncher, and he's in the runner-up for runner. <laughs> so. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's how AJ actually runs because of his bad knees. It's true. I, <laughs> and Harrison Ford's got him too. It's a bad knees thing, guys. Come on. But every time he does something violent to someone, he's got that like Harrison Ford smirk. It's this. It's ha. <laughs> he did that in Star Wars and Raiders. He did it in all that. <laughs> Just telegraphing. Ah! <laughs> but, okay, if he is the worst puncher, do you think he's the best on-screen U- U.S. president of all time? Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with that. Because what's, what's number... There's a smattering of, of applause. What's number I'll tell you two. who they're thinking of. I will tell you who number one is. It's Bill Pullman, Independence Day. And this it's only, is our Independence Day. It is Day. only because of his speech... He would have been he would have been two or three had he not given that final speech. We will not go into the night. You, you yeah. know what I'm talking about, baby. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's a great one. It's I, a great speech. One or two, one and two, depending on what day you're having, I think yeah. they're there. I don't know who else it would be. Yeah. Well, I keep a picture of both of them above my bed, so <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Did we ever find out who Vice President was in Independence Day? Uh, no. it was it was Clang Close. Yeah. I'm was good that with that. Too, yeah, no, because uh, he, he passed, this guy, President Ford passed away. President Pullman took over. Glenn yeah. Close stayed vice president. Right. Boom. Yes. Right. Yep. Uh, uh, so uh, I want to bring this back into uh, kind of, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. It's not a minute, so TikTok won't like it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Slaves to the grind, baby. Slaves. I just wanted to take it back into, like, this conference room, right? Because, like, they, they basically corral everyone into this conference room. And I want to know how long it took before they decided on, like, a, a bathroom corner in this place. Because <laughs> nobody, n- no one is going to the bath. Like, it's like, can I go to the bathroom, please? It's like, yeah, no. 
It's, they just let people, and, and if you watch, pay close attention, guys. Like, everyone, when they walk back into that room, you know, Gary Oldman just saunters in, and everyone else is just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you think they're sad. No, it just smells really bad. But there. meanwhile, there's a guy over here just like... <laughs> Like when he walks in, he's like, Tertum. Sorry, guys, what I miss? <laughs> oh, shit, the bad guy. Oh. oh, he's bad guy. I don't want to get shot. Oh. Hey, put that pea shooter away. Oh. <laughs> That's uh. offensive. I don't like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but then we get to our first, like, the first, like, the kill. The first kill. This is when the you know he's serious. Kill. And I feel like if there is one that might be warranted, it's probably this guy who just wouldn't shot. Oh. <laughs> Because it's just like, <laughs> he just walks in, he's I'm like, the one that can get if I could, done. it's like, oh, if you're ready to have a conversation with the uh, vice president, it's like having a conversation with the queen of England. You have somebody like me, so I promise I'm the one person who can make this. Shut up, nerd! Boom! Does he stop? Does this guy ever have an off button? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's brutal. It's brutal. Still. It's 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 brutal, but it's like you know, it does it does show how. <laughs> yes, it does show how serious Gary Oldman is. Yes, and then like we get after this, Harrison Ford, he kind of comes up from the basement. Is it a basement? It's Do the basement. Airplanes yeah. have basements. Okay. It, this is the Midwest. We have basements. Yeah, yeah. sorry. He comes up from the basement and is tailed by the mop head guy. The, yeah. All straight around. Yeah, the other guy who doesn't seem like he belongs there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. He, he. I think he, he kills that guy, and yeah. it's it's great. You see the look on his face. He's like, oh shit, that, like he's made noise, and he's actually killed someone now. Now it's very for real. Then there's a one shot that I really want to bring up to everybody. This is kind of an amazing piece of filmmaking. He just gets done shooting that guy. This is all in one shot. Turns around. He comes in through this cabin where this is like kind of where the Secret Service was and then goes through like where all those other people were. But this is giving you spatial awareness as an audience, but also giving you spatial awareness for Harrison Ford, even though he know this, knows this plane kind of in and out. But then you get action right here. And that's, that's really kind of extremely immersive to me. And I think, and then you, like this look on his face as well, just like, oh shit, fuck, what am I going to do? Like he has nowhere it's to go. It's literally an airplane. Like, it's, it's a really, really cool immersive kind of thing. And it really tells you how yeah. massive this set was as well. Yeah. Like how intricate this, yeah. the ins and outs of the set was. They didn't film on a plane? No, no, this is all on a set. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really like that about it. And I think that this movie should have implemented more of that, even though I know they need to get to explosions and shit, <laughs> which is amazing. But he does get to, like, the bathroom. Where does he go to get back into the basement? basement I, I have a theory that he actually opens up the toilet and crawls through it. Oh, nice. Into the basement. Yeah. Like Mario. Correct. Awesome. President Pew, pew, pew. That's him going in. Are we cool with that? That's awesome. That. That's fine. <laughs> what about the what about this assassination scene though of of Melanie, the uh, the the tour pl plane tour giver, press secretary, press secretary. Sorry, yeah. 
this is the most heartbreaking thing of all. This is, this is like actually like, I don't like watching this scene. It's no, 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 no. It's a tough one to watch. This was like, uh, th- this is where it gets like really, it, it, somehow they take it from, you know, dark to darker and it is, it's even worse. They had to cut some of this out. They did they, actually They have, had a shot of her brains exploding. They filmed no, it. No, we don't need that. And they're like, <laughs> they're like yeah. no. They filmed, they filmed the innocent woman, as it's stated in the movie, and like, you just killed an unarmed woman. And it's like, well, she had arms, so it's like, that's no. fine. It's like, but, but you're right, you shouldn't show her dying. I guess we'll step away from that, but it's like, fine. Did we, did we ever determine what his name actually is as, like, the, the head terrorist? Is it... It's not Igor. Of course. Is well, it that's the theory. Ivan? So it's, yeah, it's Igor, isn't it? That was his fake name, his bad fake name that he gave. No, but he goes by that. He and goes like all by the, all the U.S. databases show him as that. God. Well, then, he, then, then our databases are messed up because <laughs> they should be showing this guy. <laughs> I just want to double back and, like, can we talk that this is, in fact, Gary Oldman? Can you imagine if it was a Russian terrorist named Gary? <laughs> this is vice president who am i speaking with this is gary simmons (laughs) you will negotiate with us it's like this not your name no no i'm sorry gary you're not getting your 24 pack of blood from us (laughs) gary well, to, to take it away from the sadness of melanie before we move on it is it is my wife's birthday and she is here where's my wife she might have left. There she is. She might have left. She is also. Oh, oh shit! I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that about my wife. Goodness. Oh, oh I hope she's still here. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Don't count she's on still it, bud. here. Scene four. She's not here. She probably left. So scene four, we're going on. Marshall's able to initiate a dump of Air Force One's fuel reserve. This forces Korshinov to demand a mid-air refueling, which requires the plane to come down to twelve thousand feet. Marshall sneaks back into the conference room where the passengers are being held and escorts them to the parachute bay. Most of the hostages escape via parachute until they're discovered by Korshinov's men. The resulting chaos causes depressurization of the parachute bay, also disrupting the refueling process, causing the refueling plane to explode in midair. So at this point, Harrison Ford is figuring out how to dump the fuel from this plane. And he's on the phone with somebody in an Air Force base or something. Yeah. And he's telling him how to cut the wires, and the phone goes out. And he, he's cutting, I think he cuts the, the yellow one, and then it cuts out, and he's like, I'm counting on you, red, red, white, and blue. Yeah. Yeah. The most American president of all time. He I is. Mean, he is. Not is, about to cut those a, colors. <laughs> no, I would never. <laughs> This is a kind of a clever thing, though. I like how this guy, he kind of gets him at gunpoint at this point as well. Right? This is it. He's got him at gunpoint after this. After think, the, yeah, uh, yeah, he finds him right there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And he's also on the phone. I, this, this, it's a kind of a clever like, uh, device for the main character, the hero, to do this, you know, to yeah. know about the plane as much as he does. I like it a lot. I think it's a good, I think it's a good thing. Like, him getting onto the phone... Is is maybe when he's got to like look through the manual that came with this like Come brick on. cell phone Come is on. pretty phenomenal, yeah. and it's like it's like the Compaq phone, like com- like computer Compaq company, and then 
he's got to get on this call and he's like, he, he's like making a call. He's like, yeah, can you connect me to the White House? I don't even know for the, the number to it. And then he's, he says, oh yeah, like here's the number for it, sir. Are you ready? Because he doesn't have a pen. He can't write it down. So he says, he says, can you connect me? There's a fee for a $1 connection fee, sir. And he's like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. What they didn't show is her saying, okay, can you give me a major credit card? <laughs> and him just be like, oh, sh- God damn it. That's it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Six, six, two, six. Okay. Six, six, two, six. Okay. Hang on, sir. Can you, can you wait a second? I'm not ready for your number. It's like, but you have that awkward <laughs> conversation where you don't know if they're going to repeat the four digits right. you said. Yeah. So you start to say the next four, but they start repeating the first four you said. And the- <laughs> you're like, ah! No, it's not right. No, that was the expiration. I don't... Uh, or you don't know if they're going to confirm each four digits, like you're ordering pizza or something like that. It's like 6626, okay? 31... Wait, can you go back? Okay. 3152, okay? And then they do the next four digits, and it's just like... You didn't say okay. I don't know what to do! Is this confirmation? Do you want this pizza? I mean, uh, number. You just, like, it's the most awkward conversation while somebody's about to get executed upstairs. And he's just like. Then he does finally get connected to the oh, yeah, White yeah. House. Yeah. And the, this woman answers like, hello. <laughs> is this the, is this the. Is this a secretary from like Ferris Bueller or something? Uh, yeah, hello, no, it's is, from Office Space. Office Just a space. moment. This is the White House Secretary Office. Can I help you? Corporate accounts payable. This is Jewish speaking. <laughs> Can this I help is you? Nina speaking. Can I help you? What's going on? What's your problem? It's the President of the United States. I need to speak to the Vice President. Can. Connect me to the vice president. Uh-huh. Let me just put you on hold real quick. Hang no, on. don't put don't put me on hold. Yeah, how can I help you? This is the president of the United States. Will uh-huh. you connect me to the vice president? Uh-huh. And I'm Cheryl Crow. Yeah, okay. We get this a lot, okay? I am the president. Connect me to the vice president. The vice president. Can you say who the vice president is, sir? Glenn Close. <laughs> the girl from the girl from the the big chill? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I'll connect you right away. My favorite thing is the fine by me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, fine by me. You want to make favorite case out of this? Well, fine by me. <laughs> you got AJ. You you specifically had me save a screenshot for you. Yeah. That I know you want to see really bad, right? Yes. Do you want to set it up really quick? Um, if you don't mind, um, <laughs> we've we've talked a little bit about Gibbs, and the man is. It's like we've had lingering shots on him like this whole time. Is he a bad guy? Is he not? Well, then. No, it's I, always is he a bad guy? He's always like. Mm. Ooh. <clears throat> and so we get this little number that comes by from, from President Ford, in fact, to... <laughs> <laughs> he's having a good time. This guy cannot <laughs> act like a bad guy. Like, he's like, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Thumbs <still> up. <laughs> Hell yeah, Mr. President. <laughs> yeah, dude. Every other shot of him has been very maniacal. And then this one, he's just like, I fuck with you, Mr. President. That's awesome. He looks like the clown emoji on iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, then that means I mean we got to talk about the music of this movie, the, right? The music of this movie done by Jerry Goldsmith. First of all, I don't know, like you guys watch this movie. I hope God, I hope you'd watch this movie. But in my, I bought this off Amazon. Let's see, for four ninety nine. Uh, yeah, that's a write off. Awesome. Um, <laughs> So, Thank God. I just, like, when I was watching this, I don't know if it was my setup or your guys' like, what's, what's with you, but the music track was so fucking loud for me. Yeah. Was it for you guys? It was, okay. yeah. Like, especially I noticed, like, when Melanie was walking the yep. terrorist that we didn't know at the time through the plane, it was just, I can't hear a word they're saying. Was it that way for you guys? But at least it was yeah. good. Like, it was good music. It's good. It's, it's Jerry Goldsmith. It's so it, I was like, I don't, do I have to hear what they say? Well... He wasn't even supposed to do the music for this. Like he wait what? No, he was like he was like the secondary, and he even said after this, "I'm not doing a backup soundtrack for a movie in any sort of sense." The first guy, in fact, I don't know if you saw this. Or, it was Randy Newman was supposed to. <laughs> they do the decided. Music originally. They said, "You know who'd be great for this movie? You know, Randy Newman." He's he's got America in the best interest. You know, it's like it's fine. <laughs> Let's do Randy Newman, America's voice. Blue collar man. I, I, of course, read that and I said, huh, I wonder what this movie would look like with a Randy Newman score. Interesting. Come on. I was on top of the world living high. Right in my pocket. I was living the life. Things were just the way they should be. I'm not saying I wanted it, but I'm saying I feel like that might have been better. That's amazing. I'm, I'm not saying that, like, we should have had that, but, like, I'm into it. Oh, <laughs> terrorists are up to no good again. <laughs> <laughs> what will they do next? Rated PG-13. Randy. Randy PG-13. <laughs> and then he used some of the, because he worked on it for a little while. Like, Randy Newman worked on this movie and did a few test score for the movie. Yeah. And then he used that actually for Toy Story 3. That's right. <laughs> His Air Force One inspiration went into to- Toy Story 3. Yeah. It I makes absolutely no sense. It doesn't no. make any sense at all. He's like, he just had this backlog. He was like, you know what? I'm having some trouble for Toy Story 3 again. Who cares? <laughs> I'll bring this one up. I did, I did have a problem with this scene. Like, I, I really do enjoy the fax machine idea of the, like, well, the phone lines are down. But not the facts of me seeing they're on a separate thing. Yep. But like this, is this movie making fun of the fact that in 1997, no one was checking fax machines? Because it shows up, but then no one looks at it. Was it going out of style at this point? What was like, it? So was this a joke? Like, haha, it'll take a while for them to find the fax machine. I just wanted so bad for it to be... Like a fax machine is an imperfect piece of technology, guys. Because <laughs> no shit. There's like I wanted it so bad to be like we we don't even even in 1997 we don't really <laughs> use them that much. And like if you get this right, you make you postmaster general. And then it's like they go to the the fax machine and they write this note and they have this great bonding experience. And then she takes it from him and puts it in upside down. <laughs> 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 You're just like well. 
I don't know if they got it or not. We got a fact, but it's blank. So. It says it went through. You know, this, is, this thing is actually really old. Uh, we got it from Inatech, and it came really fucking beat up. I don't know what happened. It didn't have a, it didn't have a cover sheet. Yeah, like, it's weird. Memos. PC load letter? What the, the fuck? fuck does that mean? I, I'm going to, you know what, guys? Ooh. Uh-oh. Here's the problem. Okay. I want that exact fax. I want it, not the sheet he wrote, but I want it the one that has gone through the internet and through the phone lines into the White House. I want that in a frame on our wall in the studio. Hell I yeah. That. That I don't rules. know what he wrote, but he's probably like, I love you. I'm still alive. I yeah. love you. There is a Said certain help. shot when President Ford is in the basement of the plane, and there's two 24-packs of Bud, but it's like the there old is. Bud writing. I want those. I want those for our fridge in the studio. Nice. All right, all right. What about you, AJ? Um, Harrison Ford is is when he is just exhausted, wants to go to Barbados, and is just trying to relax to the game that he already got spoiled. He has this beer glass that is sitting right there, and he's just... <sighs> and he's just got this beer glass there. I want that beer glass. Okay. All right, all right. I want that beer glass, it's, dude. It's the just got off work, the game got spoiled for me, but I'm yeah. still going to watch the highlights anyway, beer glass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. 100%. Yeah. I, do, I do have some notes on Air Force One, though. So like you said, there are no parachutes on board. There's no tail cone that opens that people can fall out of. There's no <laughs> escape pods. Uh, Air Force One is capable of mid-air refueling. It does have sophisticated onboard communications, living, working quarters for the president, and a cabin for the press. The real Air Force One also does have countermeasures, including the flares that they do depict. So the only thing that is not true is the escape pod and the whole parachuting and all that stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, there's also so something... They say. There's also something else that's just, again, it's very unrealistic about just, you know, sending essentially civilians for first-time parachuting out the back of this thing. <laughs> hey, slow down to 200 knots, otherwise it's suicide. It's like, it's probably suicide anyways. Because if I had to take my chances of maybe getting shot or definitely falling to my death... I might just stay on board and hide in the bathroom. I don't know. At this I point. might. I might want to fly for a little bit. I. <laughs> you never know. At this point, you could do whatever you wanted because it's. But you're not going. You're gonna. It's like William H Macy. Thanks for the worst idea of this movie. <laughs> because wait, there might be an idea for escape. It's like we're on an airplane, and then you say we can get down to the to the shoots, and uh, and if we slow them down. And we get down to 15,000 feet, we can get everyone to jump into hostile territory. <laughs> we don't even know where they went. In, in the dark, with zero experience. No. no. And no one knows they're there. No one knows they're there. Nobody At knows. All. And they're just out there just dropping, like, scattering. Like, this is freaking D-Day or something into, like, it's just getting scattered everywhere. No, they're all no one knows where anyone's falling. All right, like motherfuckers, Band of Brothers, let's do this. Oh, yeah. It turns uh, into the gray, like there's it. wolves yes. hunting them and shit. Oh, yeah. dude. There's no way. I was promised Postmaster no General. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be Postmaster General. Yeah, she gets captured. Tell us your rank. Tell us who you are. Well, I'm supposed to be Postmaster General. A general? Aha! Oh, good enough. <laughs> Take her. <laughs> but once again, the, the, one of the bored, bored fucking Russians is just... <laughs> he's just he gets asked, everything all right? Duh. Duh. 
but, but then like he's is, uh, if, if it's not them coming up out of out of the basement of the plane shoot them and he's like bueno that wasn't even fucking Russian, dude. Yeah. What the hell are you doing what? here? No. God damn it. <laughs> damn it. Uh... Grazie. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> River Darchi. Well, but let's the, move the on. explosion of this plane, real quick. Like, yeah, of, yeah, of go the ahead. fueling plane is. Oh, that's right. Like, a lot of this is miniatures, which a lot of it later will not be, unfortunately. But this is kind of cool. A lot of the, the flame effects and everything are really cool. But yeah, scene five. I agree. So, final scene scene five Marshall and his family are held hostage and forced to demand Raddick's release from prison. As Raddick is almost free, Marshall breaks free, kills Korshinov, regains control of the plane. Marshall halts the release of Raddick, who is fatally shot as he tries to escape. Air Force One is now under attack by enemy MiGs. A squadron of F-15s arrive and fight off the MiGs. Air Force One is left so badly damaged, it's unable to land safely. A rescue plane establishes a zip line, which allows everyone to escape, leaving only turncoat Caldwell to die in the plane crash. Incredible stuff. We got to talk about Gary Oldman. We haven't talked much about it. Yeah. How do, how do we feel about Gary Oldman in this? Like, I, I really like his performance. His, his shut up to shut her. Shut up! One like, of the best shut-ups ever in cinema It's history. one of the best. He even, like, boops his daughter's nose. He goes, <laughs> boop. He, like, pretends like he's going to make out with her and then goes, boop. Like, okay. Could, could okay, that. even there was even a line, like, um, when he goes, um, he's a good negotiator, he bought you another it's half hour. Bought you another half hour. That's an incredible line. It made me wonder, in the, in the era of this movie, we're a couple years away from Fight Club. Could Gary Oldman have played the narrator in Fight Club? Like, yes. Oh. He, Edward yes. Norton? Like, I think he could have played this role in where he was at, but he just wasn't that guy for that movie. But I, I'm, I'm, I've gone on record as not being a Gary Oldman guy. Like, a lot of the movies that we've watched on this, I have not seen before. So I didn't know Gary Oldman that well. I love him in this movie. I think he's fantastic, especially the scene with him and the daughter. Yes. Is really incredible, especially where he kind of lays out all of his, like, I guess, plans that he has, which are kind of unclear anyway, you know? Like, yeah. I, I, I like... I like that speech a lot to the, that he gives yes. to her. It's like, like, you guys have fucked up a bunch. I'm just telling you, why, why can't we kill your fuckers? You know, basically. Oh. That's the American way of saying it, but he said it much better than <laughs> Russian. Um, yeah, I think he's. I think he's really fantastic in this. I mean, it's it's fucking Gary Oldman. It is. It's it is. he. He would get this like nickname on set, and it's, it's they call him Scary Gary. Scary Gary on set because he would just be so sinister. But he would not. I think he just had a. I think he had a thing about not wanting to be this way. Like especially, he he yeah. wasn't. Um, what do you call it? Uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, of course. He, uh, you know. Uh, he, oh yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't doing that. He was. He was trying to be this character and then once that camera once he called cut once the director called cut he was back to just being nice like guy he was Gary. really funny on he was really at one fun. point he goes i can't believe i'm beating up han solo yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, like yeah. that's hilarious and just cracked up the entire cat or entire set you know and and that's the kind of stuff that you like to hear but there's also the other side like him and him and harrison ford were actually hitting each other yeah. Yeah. throughout this whole like if they had interaction scenes it's not as bad coming from Harrison Ford, but you know, it's. I bet Gary Oldman can throw a young man so. punch. Oh so, yeah, so. yeah. What about what about though the dude that plays Roddick, uh, Jurgen Proshna? Yeah. He 
my favorite role of his of all time. Do you know what it was? He was Baron Wolfgang yeah. von Wolfhausen in Beer Fest. Beer Fest. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but, but tell me, tell me, is there ever been a movie where the most evil person in the entire world didn't say a single fucking word in the movie? Thank you. <laughs> Like, so he doesn't say he anything. He didn't say anything. We know nothing about him. Like, yeah. how bad is he? How evil is he? I so don't know. I'm going to give you this. why they shoot him at the end? Or shoot him at the end of this scene? Uh, well, and that's the thing is like, when, here's here. Let's take this back to the nostalgia moment for a second, guys. When I was a kid and not actually understanding what's going on in this and didn't understand what terrorists and <laughs> terrorism and like all these terrible things that were probably happening in the plot of this movie. Unfortunately, all I saw was a guy that they woke up stone cold out of bed, dragged him off, put him in prison, and then they give him all his clothes back. He's like, thank God I got out. And then he's just like, oh, thank God. And that's what happens to this guy? I didn't understand what was happening. I, as a kid, I just thought he was like, well, that kind of sucks. So, so did the, oh. the Russian government not like this guy because he was, like, killing people in Kazakhstan? It, we don't know. And he was so a, the Russian government killed him? He, he, was, he was a, a he disruptor. He was in a Russian prison. He, he, he was in a, in a strong, like, political place and was basically, it sounds like committing some sort of a genocidal, like, you know, movement. Sure in, would have been nice in the place to, that, to in like maybe learn about this kind of stuff. Perhaps. Yeah. Why is he the worst guy ever, and why can we not release him? Yeah. I suppose you shouldn't have to listen to a podcast to find out what the plot <laughs> of the movie is, but hey, here we are. Going to have to do it, you know. Sean, you know. What, about, what about the greatest cinematic masterpiece of 1997, The Plane Crash? I don't know, guys. I know you have analysis of this. This, this is beautiful. This is, uh, I think, four years uh, after Jurassic Park, I think somewhere around there. Uh, I believe it's four years. Yes, yeah. This is fucking unacceptable, dude. I don't care who you are. Right just let's just watch it. Let's watch it. <laughs> oh no! Ah! <laughs> no waves whatsoever. Mem- that. Remember you what guys- I said. I have said a hundred times, hey, you should watch this movie in standard definition because it kind of helps out. <laughs> watch it on VHS. If you can watch this on VHS, if you can, like, let's take a step back from 480. If you can find 240 on this, by all means. <laughs> watch it on YouTube with really bad internet connection. It's going to really work for you. Um, yeah, your guys' kids could do that. I don't care who you are. That's fucking unacceptable in a movie like this. It Af- is. Four years after Jurassic Park? Yes, Jurassic Park. Get your, get your fucking shit together, dudes. What the hell is going on? The Matrix, can... the Matrix is two years from now. Come on. I can do better than this. Please, Mike, will you? Good. I'll accept my Academy Award right now. Thank you very much. Can we get a cut where that is online? The whole entire movie is online, but that, but that is at the end. Yes. You may have seen that playing at our merch table. By the way, we have merch back there. It's awesome. 
but honestly, you guys, like that's they did a bunch of miniatures for this movie, and those look great when they're in midair flying, okay. especially with the jets. You said great, they're okay. They look, but they're at least practical. That's is what I mean. They're at least like they tried, and someone went and hand painted those things. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. Like okay. I hand painted that little smiley, uh, <laughs> frowny face on there. No. Oh no, not Gibbs. That that deserved. <laughs> oh, oh, not the. Oh no, not the guy that we know nothing about. Oh no, oh, no. That deserved way better. Is all I'm saying. Thank you for indulging me. In that. that was really good. Oh. But I, I do I do have a question of what happens after this movie though, right? Because there kind of there has to be some fallout for President Harrison Ford. The media is going to be all over him. There's a lot of people dead. Air Force One is destroyed and in the bottom of the Black Sea, somewhere in the Middle East. His Secret Service staff was compromised without him knowing it under his nose. He didn't do what he was supposed to and under oath to do to protect himself over everything for the country of America. He should have gotten that escape pod and gotten off that plane. He was the last one off the plane. He had all these opportunities to get off. Then, not even that, his daughter, Alice is going to be in therapy for a long oh time. Oh, my God. <laughs> she saw at least three people get at killed. At least three, three people. feet from her. There's that scene where they're carrying um, Melanie. Melanie's body, like, away from her. Yeah. Because they just shot her in the head. Like, this, we assume maybe her mom, like, turned her head, but still, she saw a dead body go not, out the door. This, I, I want to know the after. I want to know the before story and the after story as opposed to what we just saw. Yeah. That's kind of what I want to know. Daughter needs therapy. Everyone needs therapy. We they do. Better being, help, you know. Yeah. And by the way, I also have to make note of this, is that this entire scenario is going on, and they've got, they've got the, uh, the radio, like everyone, the conference room is listening in, being like, come on, come on. <laughs> and then they cut to the newsroom, and everyone is listening to like this entire thing. You're going to let the newsroom, <laughs> just the spinsters just have hold of this. Yep. And they're all just sitting there. And by the way, they've been, most of them have been listening the whole time. Remember when he's like fighting the guy? Yes. Now I understand where Austin Powers got it from. Like they're listening into this phone call in his pocket at one point, and it's just, <laughs> he must be trying to take off. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then there's just like, should we, should we cheer for him? Yeah. Do we root for him? Oh. Go, and, then, Mr. and then the only thing we get out of this is like, is Liberty is now Air Force One. She's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> just won a prize or something. <laughs> also, you mentioned News Lady on uh, Punchable Face, please. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want Punchable Face, I huh? This. If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. Chew. <laughs> this News Lady, her eyes freak me the fuck out. I'm punching her. <laughs> That's She's it. Like, and we have breaking news for you tonight. I am telling you the news right now. Like, she just gets so wide-eyed. I just can't take it. I don't know. I see a reptilian face coming out. You got one, AJ? Yeah, it's that piece of shit who spoils the game for him. (laughs) Like, thank you. That's the guy. That's the guy. That's my guy. That's that's it. He goes, ah, Mr. Presley, can you believe it? (laughs) Notre Dame. 14-13, what a game. It's like, I wish I would have fucking seen it, guy. (laughs) His name is Guy, too. You know it is. Oh, it is. It's just Guy. It's Guy. Well, do we have anything else on Air Force One, my friends? Uh, I don't want to even talk about the zipline stuff. I mean, William H. Macy. 
you know. He, he's coming off of Fargo. He's still slipping into that. It seems. Time to get you off this plane. Sorry for my bad ideas. <laughs> Boom. And then we just don't have William H. Macy anymore. And Is this the worst William H. Macy movie? Yes. I yeah, think it I might mean, be. Like, he's in between Fargo and Boogie Nights, and he's like, man, fuck that. <laughs> I'm going to phone it in. I'm going to phone it in. I don't care. That's I'm going to fax it in. That, I'm going to try. <laughs> Upside down. I'm going to try an acting stunt and just phone something in for once. All right, okay. boys. Well, we have dissected Air Force One with a modern yes. eye. time to give it a modern day rating. Let's go to AJ. What do you got on this, buddy? Oh, man. Like, like this is one of those movies that you, you really want it to be everything that you want it to be. Um, but, but unfortunately, there are those moments where if you don't have, if the camera is not on one of, like, our main f- people, right? Like, if, you, if you're not on Harrison Ford, Gary Oldman, Glenn Close, it, it, that's about, that's close to it. I, I mean, we didn't talk about um, the First Lady, um, uh, Andrew. Charlie's Chris, mom. Charlie's mom. Thank you. The Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, she's a great first lady. She doesn't, you know, can't help Santa Claus even, but uh, that's whatever. Wow. She, like, even, even her, I, th- I would put her up there, but uh, with, our, with our main cast. Yes. And, yeah, like, if the no. camera's on any of those, those four, it's great. If it's not, then I feel like we're getting, like, some, something that's, well, faxed in, to Mike's point. <laughs> and, uh, and I do think, I, I still enjoy watching the movie, and I still, like, will certainly revisit it for the, like, Harrison Ford sake. You know what I mean? But that being said, it's not what it used to be. And when you have to, when you, when you decide to invest an hour and 55 minutes so you can spend the last, like, like three minutes having to deal with and then, and then process that horrible CGI plane crash <laughs> and that's what they end on for you, please give me the YouTube version where it just ends with Sean's version. That's Thank what we you. want. Thank you very much. Um, so <laughs> up to that point, though, guys, I'm going to have to give this. Um, I, was at a, I was at a pretty strong 7.95 to start. I think I'm going to give this a... I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a seven. I'm gonna give this a six <laughs> point eight five. Six right point on. eight five for AJ. Sean, what about you, man? Well, as I accept my Academy Award for uh, best CGI in the world, yeah. uh, I have to. I definitely have to thank my. Wasn't. <laughs> Wasn't that practical effects? This is for you guys. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a mix of, of practical and CGI. I, I know movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, my fiance for uh, leaving the room so I could record it. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate you. You don't know how much I do. Um, but yeah, this movie, guys. Like, I don't know this. I, I struggle with this because there, it's a fine line of fun, fun ass thriller and just like. Why did we do this? <laughs> um, it, it is so thin, dude. And I, I just get more towards the why did we do this part of it. Um, the CG, yeah, that CGI is, like, is, like I said, unforgivable. Um, but, but this cast is incredible. Harrison Ford as the president is top two presidents of all time, as yep. we've established. Give or take. Gary Oldman's in this movie. That's incredible. Glenn Close is the best. 
Um, this is a great movie to watch on like a Sunday when you wake up and you're kind of hungover and you're <laughs> not really you're not really watching it. Yes, 100. <laughs> percent You're not really watching it, but you are kind of watching it. Um, I'm kind of right along with AJ at 6.8. Thank you guys. 6.8 for Sean. Listen, uh, I liked this movie and I didn't like it all at the same time. This is the first time I ever saw it. I think if they had end after Gary Oldman died and we didn't have to deal with the Migs and the, and the plane crash, I think it would have been better. But I ultimately had to compare this movie to Con Air. Okay, yeah. Okay. So I had to look at what I gave Con Air. Be careful now. And listen, Con Air is a better movie. Thank you. Oh. And so because of that, I am a five, I'm a 5.8. Because I had to go below Con Air. But we got to talk to Starling. He we have to talk to Starling. Starling says, so here we are staring at a black screen of opening credits for a while in what could have been a perfect time to use a montage of news headlines to catch us up on what's going down in Kazakhstan. <laughs> Maybe ramp up the anticipation for President Marshall's rousing speech. The eerie irony of his words then and the world events now is hard to ignore. I didn't anticipate wanting all of Congress to watch a movie clip from 1997. I would pair that with a pinch of Hugh Grant's Love Actually speech with a dab of Bill Pullman's Independence Day, Fuck and you've yes. got yourself one awe-inspiring monologue. As we all know, Harrison Ford has three modes. Han Solo... Indiana Jones, and the dry, borderline curmudgeon who can win you over with a smile. And we got lots of option three in this one. That's right. Things kick off quickly, moving from a Russian state dinner to a running joke about avoiding the game score, but then the intensity hits like the G-forces of an F-15. I was half expecting this to be a solo assassin movie by a president until that chopper landed and out came Glenn Close. What an effing entrance. Fuck you need it, someone like her to balance the star power of Harrison. There's a hard line between the action that's happening in the air and the drama that's happening on the land. There's two chess games in play, each unaware of others' moves, but both working in sync towards the same goal. Watching this now, Gary Oldman has become such a legend, you immediately clock him as the villain the second he comes on screen. Those scenes where he has Marshall's face pressed in his hands, intense. He went for it, pulling no punches. You believe he may just abort the plan and kill the president in ire. This movie breaks away from the usual action movie tropes. Originality is what makes it work. The president takes out the first gunman, leaving him. I was worried it was going to be the old knocked him out once, and they're out for the rest of the movie routine. Yeah. But yeah. the gunman gets up. Yeah. Marshall has no choice but to take him down permanently. He realizes all the bad guys must be eliminated from here on. As the story races forward, the fate lies in the hands of the only lady on the plane who can operate a fax machine, <laughs> saving most of the hostages. The last 20 minutes focus on the president trying to land the plane and looking back, and we're just relieved Harrison Ford didn't land it on a golf course again. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, he, we didn't need the last scenes. Agent Gibbs' death on the plane hitting the ocean wasn't gratifying at all. We could have ended shortly after Korshinov is hung by the parachute and Roddick is assassinated. I was a solid 7.5 during this one. I was happy to revisit the Americana suspense and action 90s nostalgia, loving the cast. However, needing to be 20% shorter is going to land me at a 7. So, wow. Starling okay. being our highest, that is a 
6-1 nostalgically for us, and that's going to take it. I'm scrolling, guys. That is going to be all alone at number 104 of any movie we've done just below Flight of the Navigator. Wow. Just above Speed. What the fuck? We don't plan this shit. Holy hell. Plan this shit. Well, everybody, we hope you enjoy this episode. Special thanks to our sponsor, Cedar Ridge Whiskey, which we've been drinking a lot on stage. The Olympic Theater for hosting us. To Evan and Drake for making us look and Hell sound yeah. good. Thank you, guys. To Logan and Upload Media Group for recording all this. To the listeners out there wishing they were here yeah, to bud. see this live. But more importantly, this is dedicated to you guys. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. This means You don't the know world. how much it means to us. Can we have one last thing here, guys? Yes. Before we get out of here, we need to make sure we get it all together. That famous quote from this last moment of the movie. All together, as one, and make sure that we can get it on film. Macko is... Three, two, one. Get off my plane! Cue breakdown. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.